0: It's time, Fort Wayne. Your sports, your station. It's the Sports, sports Rush with, with Brett Rump. Rump. Go to
1: Three ball, Covering all the topics that hit a nerve here
0: in the Summit City. Clark,
1: touchdown! Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Now, here's your host, Brett Rump. The greatest, most interesting, most important person of all time. You are incredible! You've been older number, one Yeah.
0: Well, you're half right. What is this, amateur hour? This is gonna be huge. I believe this is gonna be our finest hour. Just when I think you've said the stupidest
1: thing ever, you keep talking. I think that's the worst thing I've ever heard. That boy ain't right. The simplest way to put it, I have
0: problems. Welcome to the alleged show. Y'all ready for this? Thank God, it's... (laughs) Yeah, away we go into a sports weekend with the Sports Rush, your daily local sports picks four to six. Brett Rump with Adam Lundy, and you're connected with us on the Bar3 Sports Medicine text line at 46862. Any questions, comments, or suggestions other than saying that the Pacers should be on the radio tonight instead of high school basketball? Wrong. That's not a suggestion we're gonna take. No, we'll take the suggestion. We'll just give you an answer. Not gonna happen. We've got a commitment to our local youth and athletes and high school sports is huge. Pacers are good right now. I mean, I got another against pacers. Now there's been some times when I'm like, I can't even I can't even believe anybody would want to listen to a Pacers game. Now <laughs> they actually are decent tonight. They've got a game against the Portland Trailblazers down in Indianapolis. And of course the Pacers have been pretty hot. Gotta give them credit. They're much better than we expected. They are much better than Vegas expected.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you know, remember when I said I should you know, mortgage the house and bet on the Pacers on the over 24 and a half? There you go. Man, I wish I'd have done that. Could have doubled your, well, at least doubled your money. Yeah. If you were smart about it. Uh, because the Pacers are going to blow away the 24 and a half win total.
1: I would I would I would think so unless they just suddenly. They got all, twenty-one. Yeah, I, I was mean, they got. Say.
0: <laughs> they got like forty games to play, and I uh, think they'll get it. Yeah, and all they do is all they got to do is win four of the forty. I mean, even the uh, Orlando Magic will get that done. <laughs> uh, but anyway, the um, the Pacers tonight against the Trailblazers that should be fun down in Indianapolis. Is the Pacers have been one of the hottest basketball teams in the NBA, minus the game against the Philadelphia 76ers earlier this week, where they kind of let one get away. One Mm -hmm. that they battled through to get an opportunity to win and then didn't close it out in the final minute. Yeah, it was a real close game. Um That's part of what you have when you've got rookies and stuff. It's inexperience. Inexperience, exactly. Uh, You've come up with the analogy today. You've come up with the right word at the right time. It's it's a lack of experience because they haven't been in those closeout situations enough, and they they've they've been able to handle a lot of them. Yeah, I mean they've had some that they've handled well, but that game the inexperience showed. Yeah, it's a it's a couple mistakes. Turnovers led to Philadelphia buckets and uh, put them into an overtime situation and they couldn't get the job done in overtime. But uh, now they got a chance to bounce back just two days later, put that one behind them and take care of business at home against the Portland Trailblazers. You know, a couple of weeks ago we were looking at the schedule and we kept thinking, oh, when they get to that grind where they have to go to Boston and to Miami, et cetera, et cetera, uh, it is going to be way too much for the Pacers to overcome. And we'll start seeing the real Indiana Pacers once the schedule toughens up because we tried to say that the Pacers were maybe winning games because it wasn't the toughest schedule in the league. But when you look at the fact that they've won at Brooklyn, they've won at Boston, they've won at Miami, they've got some pretty good wins on the resume. Now, maybe they haven't had the home record that they would like, but but still, sitting 7th in the East, And uh, a chance, I mean, there's three teams right there. Just uh, every night it could flip about three spots. So, yeah, absolutely. uh, 46862 Parkview Sports Medicine text line. Any questions, comments, or suggestions? Once again, tonight we do have high school basketball, so we will jump out of here about five minutes early so that Michael McIntyre can uh, give you the call. Full play-by-play of the Snyder Panthers at the Northrop Bruins tonight. Girls basketball starts right after us. And boys basketball at about seven forty-five. Uh, anyway, um, oh, Colts are playing this weekend, by the way. Oh yeah. The last weekend, I have to say that <laughs> Colts Texans. Sam Ellinger gets the start. Looks like Matt Ryan's going to be his backup. Cool. Oh, man, I bet Matt Ryan can't <laughs> wait for this season to end.
1: Yeah. Imagine
0: that- like you know nine months ago when Matt Ryan made the decision that he was going to come to Indianapolis and be the quarterback. He could never have envisioned what this season has been like. No. I mean, it was getting bad in Atlanta, and it just went totally worse. And the things that Matt Ryan thought he was getting by coming to Indianapolis, a Frank Reich offense, no. an offensive line, no. a running back that could lead the NFL potentially in rushing, all of those things, nope, not, not happening. Just not at all. Jonathan Taylor hurt, out for the season offensive line, I don't know what's happened to them. I don't know. there's going to be big decisions that have to be made, big literally and figuratively. Big uh, decisions that have to be made regarding what the Colts do with that offensive line. How do they how do they fix it? You just paid a lot of money for some of those guys. And Ryan Kelly starts to look like he's really deteriorating. Quentin Nelson had an awful year and somehow still got picked for the Pro Bowl. Basically, guys just thought, I think he's pretty good. I don't know.
1: That Quentin Nelson guy, yeah, I've heard good things. Well, haven't
0: watched the Colts all (laughs) year because the team kind of stinks. But I do think Quentin Nelson's a pretty good guy. And it's like, okay, Quentin Nelson's part of the reason why the Colts have stunk this year. Right. He has been awful. And uh, Braden Smith maybe has been the best offensive lineman out of the group.
1: Yeah, you could say that.
0: Uh, certainly hasn't been the solution at left tackle where they've rotated different guys and just have never really seemed to, I mean, Bernard Ryman might have a future, but I don't know if it's as a left tackle.
1: Um, We just got a text on the Parkview Sports Medicine text line, 46862. They said, never thought I would say this, but I am rooting for the Colts to lose.
0: It would be the best thing. But again, it's not going to happen. Because that would mean the Texans would win, and that can't happen. No. And the Colts can't win either. So you know what's going to happen. It's going to be that tie. It's going to be a tie. They've already done it once before. They'll do it again. (laughs) Perfect way to end a season of misery is to kiss your sister goodbye.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Well, they say that's what a tie is. Is like kissing your sister. Yeah,
1: nobody's happy.
0: No. So... 46862 Parkview Sports Medicine text line. Let us know your thoughts on this Friday. Uh, best bets for the weekend. Of course, you've got the Boilermakers taking on uh, Penn State. That's going to be a big game on Sunday night. Penn State is a, a really good basketball team that plays really well at home. And they play hard. Micah Shrewsbury's done a really good job with them. Uh, meanwhile, you've got uh, Indiana. They're uh, going to be in action on Sunday against Northwestern. That's going to be back at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. Mm-hmm. That is a noon tip. It's Boo Booey Chase Ardige. You
1: really loved saying that name when you called that Northwestern I, I game. I did.
0: Every time I said it, I got, I got like goosebumps.
1: <laughs> Boo Booey. It's a good name.
0: It really is. Um, and uh, what else? Oh, we got the Mastodons tomorrow. You know it. Mastodon's basketball, one o'clock, Coliseum. Mastodons I'll be there. will try to sweep the weekend against Wisconsin. Make it happen. And uh, after winning against Green Bay last night, 79-69, Mastodons look to go 12 and 5 on the season and get a victory over the Milwaukee Panthers, who, by the way, got a huge road win. Right. At Cleveland State in overtime last night, 68 to 64. They had to come from behind to do it. And got the job done. So Mm -hmm. it's a good Milwaukee team that's going to be here tomorrow. And you can get tickets at the door at the Coliseum. 1 o'clock tip. We'll have all the coverage starting at 1245 here at 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. All right. So week number 18. Is it time? It's time. Play the music. For the final time this year. Thank goodness. (laughs) I I haven't even been keeping track. First of all, I did not do it during my vacation. Wow, Brett. So I don't even know. Wow, I'm bad. Okay, let's go ahead and start with the 430 game on Saturday. Kansas City Chiefs, Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders have shelved Derek Carr. Yes. And so Kansas City needs to get this win. So it will be the Chiefs going into Vegas and picking up the dub.
1: Yeah, I took the Chiefs.
0: Tennessee, Jacksonville. Jacksonville's been the hottest team in the AFC South. In fact, I I think Jacksonville's been one of the best teams in the AFC over the last couple of months. So I'm going to ride the Trevor Lawrence train, and I'm going to say Tennessee going into Jacksonville suffers a loss. The Jaguars victorious on Saturday night. Yep, I took the Jaguars at home. The New York Jets go down to Miami. I took the Dolphins. Uh, I got to take the Dolphins. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know who the quarterback is for the Jets. It's uh, Flacco. Is Flacco gonna yep. play this week? Yeah. Oh, then I definitely take Miami. Carolina at New Orleans. I don't know. Tough call. I, I, is this uh, a Sean Payton bowl? Uh, <laughs> I'll I'll take Carolina with a road win.
1: Uh, I'll go with New
0: Orleans. All right, we've got Tampa Bay at Atlanta.
1: I'll do Tampa Bay,
0: I believe. Did they see? I don't. This they'll play Tom Brady, right? I would assume so. I don't know that they have to, but I'll go with Tampa Bay.
1: Yeah, I took Tampa Bay.
0: New England at Buffalo. All the good news that came out this morning about DeMar Hamlin. Buffalo's got to be pumped up, feeling really good, knowing that their comrade is making a really good recovery to this point. So mm-hmm. there's no way in Buffalo. No. Got to be the Bills. Yep. Minnesota goes into Chicago. Can the Bears continue the Vikings slide? No. No. (laughs) It won't happen. It's going to be Minnesota. Yeah. And for Bears fans, they probably don't want the win at this point either. No, no. It's like the Colts. It's like, what's a win going to do for us? Let's
1: head to the draft.
0: Baltimore at Cincinnati. Boy, this has all types of playoff implications. Yeah. Cincinnati's too good. Yep. I'll go with the Bengals. I took the Bengals. Cleveland into Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. This game will be close, but there's something about Pittsburgh at home that I've got to give them a slight edge. I did the same, yeah. Houston, Indianapolis. Do we have to pick? No, it's going to be a tie. I I can't pick. How do I pick a tie on this thing? (laughs) Uh... I should get paid double if I get a tie because that means I got both sides right. I'm taking a tie. All right, I'll I'll take Indianapolis just because I have to click one here. Well, I know that's what I keep thinking. I got to click one or I can't even submit the rest of my picks. But I don't want to <laughs> click one. I want to take both dates. Dallas is at Washington. Go with the Cowboys. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Same. Chargers, Denver. Chargers? You like the Chargers? Question mark. I don't. I mean, I You're don't. You're gonna I, use that high voice again? Chargers. I, I don't like Denver. I I. I don't like you know, Denver. Yeah, I know. Uh, for some reason, I've got this strange feeling that Denver is going to come out and finish the season strong because they don't want to go through a whole off season remembering all of the frustrations they've had this year. I don't know. <laughs> but I'll go with the Chargers. There we go. Uh, I tried to give myself a reason to pick <laughs> Denver, and I couldn't come up with it. Couldn't convince yourself. No. Rams, Seattle, kind of the same story. Rams, it's been a long season. I'll take Seattle to win at home. Yep. Same. Arizona, San Francisco. I mean, I took the 49ers. Brock Birdie. Yeah. I gotta go, I gotta go with Undefeated Brock. as starter. New York Giants are at Philadelphia. Uh you know, the Eagles haven't been
1: perfect. They're a little slower now
0: at the end of the season. And the Giants look so dang impressive against the Colts. <laughs> everyone again, looks impressive against so the Colts. So is everyone else. I'll take Philadelphia. Yeah, I'll take the Eagles. The uh Ooh. the Detroit Lions, Ooh. Green Bay Packers. Yeah. This is Sunday night football. This was this was a was this a flex game into Sunday night? I don't think so. No, it was scheduled for the Sunday night game. I mean, I'm they they, they, are, they could not have scheduled I the Detroit know. Lions in a Sunday night game. I don't know. Uh, it's at Lambeau. Right? It is. I can't take the Lions on the road. Lions, no. Lions at home, I might go that way. Gotta go with Green Bay. Me too. And I went uh, with the
1: kind of close game though. And yeah, I. But gosh. I think the outdoors, cold Lambo. I have Green Bay winning twenty-three to seventeen.
0: Oh my gosh! What? I have twenty. I was just about to put twenty-three to seventeen. <laughs> I'll take twenty-three to twenty.
1: All right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. I, I
0: literally, I was typing it I'm glad, in. I'm glad we're on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that is. Uh, that's our picks. That's our picks. That's the end of the season for picks. Thank goodness. I I, we, I mean, we might talk about the playoffs, but you're not getting me to make any more picks officially and put them out there for the public to, <laughs> to ridicule because it's, it's been a
1: bad, bad year. Well, yeah, I mean, and I didn't even start picking until, like, week four. So, no,
0: and I, You didn't even start picking until week four, and I think you might still have beaten me for the season. Uh, anyway, make your picks. It's the final week for you to win a weekly prize at YouPickEm at 1380thefan.com. Glad to have you with us for this Friday edition of the Sports Rush. I am Brett Rump along with Adam Lundy, and joining us on the Masters Heating and Cooling Hotline, our favorite guest of the show, from indianapolis it is kent sterling kent good to have you back happy 2023
1: happy 2023 my favorite radio host <laughs> in the whole world
0: <laughs> all right we got that out of the way now let's talk <laughs> some uh india let's start with indiana basketball before we have to share any kind of uh expertise regarding the colts but uh last night it wasn't much better for indiana getting a 21 point lead blowing it late after getting a second lead late in the contest um I look back at this game, and there's so many phases to it. But the one thing that keeps being, uh, to me, an overriding theme with this Indiana basketball team is when they are pushed with adversity, they don't have a great response. To me, that's a sign of a soft team. They don't have that toughness to bounce back or to respond to adversity. What are you seeing with this Indiana team? What's been exposed on some of these road games?
1: You know, I, I think that there is there is a softness. But then I think also with Ray Thompson getting hurt, Jordan Geronimo and Malik Renew had to play extended minutes, and neither of those guys execute on either end really, really well. They're in the wrong spot at the wrong time. And so I think it's execution too. And and if you're gonna turn it over, if you're playing on the road, even if you've got a big lead, you gotta take really good care of the basketball. And when you've got a chance to get free points at the charity stripe, you've got to take advantage of it. And if you don't, it's going to come back to bite you. And last night it came back to bite Indiana. The difference in the game was really at the foul line. And then in offensive and defensive execution by those two guys who just, I don't think at this point, know enough. And it's not an intellectual thing. Some guys either know basketball or they don't. And these two guys don't know basketball yet. And and that's going to be a problem for Indiana, especially if Ray Thompson's out for an extended period.
0: I thought this team would be better defensively. It seemed like there was a stretch there yeah. in the second half with Iowa just scoring at will every time they got the ball.
1: You've got to be predictable. you know. You, you, and you know this as, as well, if not better than I do. You, you've got to be five guys playing in harmony. And if you've got two guys on the floor or even just one guy on the floor who's not and, and who's just kind of doing what he believes he ought to do while the other four are connected, you got a real problem. And a good coach like Fran McCaffrey and a veteran roster like he's got up in Iowa are going to take full advantage of that, just like Indiana did in the first half. You know, Iowa was slow-footed in the first half, and Indiana came out. That first offensive possession by Indiana was so beautiful. Just pop, 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 no dribbling. And, and they put it in the bucket. And, and then you, you go into the bench and you get Renew and they're in a zone and Renew's got his back to the bucket and he puts it on the deck. They come with a double team and it's a turnover every single time with that kid. And, and you can't do that and win in the Big Ten. You can beat Hofstra. You can beat, you know, Houston Baptist, (laughs) but you're not going to beat Iowa at Iowa playing that kind of sloppy basketball.
0: One play may have epitomized the Indiana defense last night. I don't know if you can, if I can describe it well enough for you to remember it, but it was a drive, and I believe it was a McCaffrey that drove from just left of the top of the key, went all the way down the left side of the lane, all the way to the basket, and there were about three Indiana defenders that could have come over and cut him yep. off and help defense, and not one of them did. I don't know if that's the scouting report, the coaching, or just a lack of defensive awareness, but... I mean, I thought that kind of was like, that epitomizes Indiana's deficiencies right now defensively. They're not connected. They're not, they're not cohesive as a unit.
1: And and that's absolutely right. And that's going to be a, a real problem if Ray Thompson, like I said, is out for any period of time. We know Xavier Johnson's going to be out for a while. Mm-hmm. He, for all, his, for all his flaws, and they're substantial, that guy gets after it on the defensive end. And is going to take away somebody on that on that side of the ball. And then you've got you you can live with what Jalen Hood Shafino does defensively, even though he's usually in the right spot at the right time. But if you've got X and you've got Thompson, you've got predictability and that's everything on defense, I think. And last night they didn't have it. And the play that you described is a perfect like everybody and you saw there was a, a, defensive, a defensive rebound that Indiana actually got. Miller Cop got it, where the ball bounced and kind of almost went to a roll, and Iowa never went after it, and Indiana guys were just staring at it. <laughs> and and Cop did get it in the end, and it was late in the game, but you've got to be nimble, and you've got to get after the basketball and prize possession of it. And if you don't, again, you know, there's going to be a long season for Indiana if they can't clean that up.
0: I want you to watch something next time you watch an Indiana game, Kent, because Indiana, when I watch them, they play defense from the waist up. Everything is the arms, the shoulders, instead of playing from the hips down. And if you don't have your hips and your legs in the right position and cut off angles and get your hips turned so that you don't open up as a matador... Uh, and, and too many times I saw Indiana getting their legs and hips out of position, playing defense with the upper body instead of the lower body. I'll just throw that comment out there. Uh, just keep an eye on it and see see if you notice it next time you watch the Hoosiers. Uh, what do you think about this whole technical, no technical, Fran McCaffrey crossing center court? Uh, that debacle. How how do you perceive it to have been handled by that officiating crew?
1: I thought it was handled terribly. You know, I, I thought that those officials were egregiously bad, not just in that moment, but throughout the game in not getting control uh, of the game. But I, that was a technical. I think that maybe in hindsight they thought, well, you know what, we're going to run him out of the game and we're going to cause a disruption in the game. And maybe that's inappropriate given what happened. And maybe it's not so egregious that we need to respond in this way. But I, I think that's just poor officiating. And and I thought that they were I thought that group last night was really really bad I think a, a friend, people who know him and they say he's nothing but a nice guy and nothing but a really good dad but having that ill-tempered boob represent your university on national TV like 30 times a year and and go just completely off the reservation as he always does. I think it's embarrassing to the University of Iowa. And I don't, I, this in the 1980s, you know, where guys could do all kinds of that stomping. And, you know, it it was Katie and Knight and all these guys were insane. You know, I I think we've gotten to a point in our society where that kind of behavior has got to come to an end, especially because it's a coach at an out-of-state university doing it and not the guy at Purdue and not the guy at IU. So (laughs) now that we get to cast stones outside our own borders we're getting a little bit picky about our behavior
0: mate that, that's funny because i made the same point earlier i said at what point are iowa's administrators going to continue to put up with him having these I, I asked if there was no anger management classes available in iowa city <laughs> it, i mean if there's anybody that needs to have a few it might be him because it seems like when there's high intensity late game situations brand will go off at some point
1: um, you know what? And, and he took control of the game. And that can't be allowed by officials. And Mike Woodson, like, I get it. The NBA is a kind of sit down and watch the game and let the kids play kind of endeavor. College basketball is not. You, you've got to work the officials. And, and if you let the other guy kind of get that advantage, you're putting your team at a disadvantage. And I really thought that last night Mike Woodson put Indiana at a disadvantage. Because he wasn't willing to go crazy for crazy with Fran.
0: Exactly. And, of course, February 28th is the date to keep marked on your calendar when Iowa pays a visit to Indiana. <laughs> Should be a lot of fun. Uh, do you know, because I, I really don't know what the rule is that, that Fran went off about complaining that the official was talking to an assistant coach. Is, is there a written or unwritten rule about assistant coaches having any kind of conferences with officials during the course of a game?
1: You know the the rules about that have changed so much, where you, it, it, the, you could have one coach standing, and you yeah. couldn't have the other guys standing, and I think that's gone by the boards. I I'm not really sure. I uh, but I don't know why why that was such a source of agitation. I mean, you can you can grab a secondary official and and say, hey, is, this is inappropriate, right? Is that a technical? You don't have to run down the floor and stand in front of the Indiana bench waving your arms and looking like a lunatic. I'm not sure what that rule is. Well, and that's the only
0: reason I ask is because I don't know what the rule is. And I said the only thing I could see as to far as why they rescinded the technical that they appear to have called is that the official felt he was out of line by talking to the assistant coach for Indiana and would not penalize Fran for something he felt he personally did that maybe crossed the line. But... <laughs> I mean, it's just a strange situation altogether. I want to talk late-game situations because Indiana wasted a couple of possessions late, and uh, I I just didn't think their offensive execution was real good, especially once they got that six-point lead. But the final setup after the timeout looked to me more like an NBA draw-up than a college play where you look to get isolation with a guy you think is your best one-on-one attacker and get them matched up in a favorable matchup against the defender you hope will guard him. I I, I mean I, I wasn't thrilled with it. What what did you think about Jalen Hood Shafino taking it to the basket from the top of the key?
1: Yeah, I don't like that either. And and I don't I don't think there's a college basketball player at least not on Indiana and and not on Iowa. I don't think there's a guy in Iowa so de- decrepit that a guy on Indiana's team is is like, uh, you know, a James Harden against T.J. McConnell.
0: Yeah, it's not John I, Morant out there.
1: Right, exactly. And, and so, you know, that kind of, that rubs me the wrong way. It also rubs me the wrong way because it's not Indiana's heritage. You know, Indiana's heritage is running a bit of a motion offense, and and back in the day, uh heavy motion offense, where you were screening away and, and you were doing something to pop somebody open to take a shot. And I don't think that Indiana can be trusted to score regularly off the dribble. I really like mm-hmm. Jalen hood The way he shot last night was awesome. I'm cool with Miller Kopp taking shots, despite the fact that we know that, you know, in, in high leverage timing, he hadn't been terribly good this year. Uh, I Really, I, I Tamar Bates is a good catch-and-shoot guy, whether it's from three or mid-range. So it doesn't bother me to to run some kind of a screen away, get a guy to come off the screen, and, and curl around and try to hit a shot. I'm, I'm cool with that. I loved what Purdue did last night with Fletcher Lawyer. You know, I, I yeah, thought that, exactly. that was awesome. And, and Lawyer, man, that is a big shot-making kid. <laughs> and I like that kind of offense, and we didn't see it from Indiana at all.
0: I love those shooters that just do not remember anything they've done up to the point when they take that final shot. Because Lawyer did it against Rutgers, and unfortunately, it was kind of forgotten because of what Rutgers did to finish it. But last night, it held up, and, and Purdue got a huge win. Colts, their final game coming up on Sunday. Kent, I have said it repeatedly this week that the most fitting Colts-Texans ending to this season will be exactly how it started, and these two teams will walk off the field in a
1: tie. That would be uh, poetic justice and <laughs> lovely and amusing, and I think even the players would get a kick out of it. Um, I was out there today at the Colts Complex, and you know they, they've gone through different kind of... Uh, they, they they have some novelties periodically in the locker room. They had cornhole for a while and, the, and a ping-pong table, and then both were gone when Saturday got there, when he took the job. All that frivolity was gone. Then the ping-pong table came back, and then the ping-pong table left. Now the ping-pong table and the cornhole are both back, and I got hit in the shoulder today by uh, two Colts playing uh, hit me with a bag. And and so I I, and there was a lot of laughter in the locker room. I'm I'm not Reggie Wayne talking to the media yesterday Mm -hmm. said that uh, all he's thinking about is the beach, and after the game tomorrow he's going to the airport and he's getting on the first thing smoking. (laughs) So (laughs) you know I I think that's kind of where this team is utterly disappointing. I, I think both internally and externally and and tomorrow or sunday is a game that i don't think anybody's really looking forward to playing although you know the news uh today about uh kamar i think that that really helped a lot of these guys sort of see past the uh see past kind of the morning stage that everybody was in after monday night
0: oh yeah it's it's been an extremely emotional week for all nfl players and uh and of course The Colts even having uh, a connection with Thomas uh, being a high school buddy. But um, is this going to be the last game for Jeff Saturday as a Colts head coach?
1: I got to believe so. But you know what? I mean, all all bets are off, right? I mean, Jimmer say it remains unhappy. And when Jimmer says unhappy, anything can happen. Mm -hmm. And and I, I wouldn't put anything... I had a comment on my YouTube channel today where a guy said, I want him to keep Saturday, but hire a real offensive coordinator. I think that, and keep Gus Bradley and, and Bubba Ventrona. And I thought, well, that sounds crazy on its face, but maybe, you know, after he's, after he's coached these, whatever it is, eight games and gone through a full off season and mini camps and OTAs and gets into training camp and establishes a culture gets rid of some of the players that don't vibe with it and, and brings in others who do. Maybe it makes sense. I, I don't, I'm, I'm so flummoxed by what's transpired this entire season, the weirdest season week to week that I've ever gone through. Uh, man, I, it, it wouldn't surprise me to see not only anything happen, but anything work. You know, it, it could wind up being a good thing. It could wind up being a train wreck, but we're all kind of at the, uh, I don't know. We we watch the team at the pleasure of Jim Irsay and the people who work over there on West 56th Street play it and coach it at the pleasure of Irsay. And, and at this point, we just hope for the best.
0: Kent, always a pleasure talking to you. Have a great weekend. I hope to talk to you again soon.
1: You're the greatest. Thank you, Brett. Thank
0: you, Kent. That is Kent Sterling. KentSterling.com. You can catch up with all the videos he puts out, his updates. Uh, he has an immediate video that he does right after indiana games after colts games check it out at kentsterling.com we'll take a timeout. we'll come back it's friday edition of the sports rush on 1380 the fan and 100.9 fm back on the sports rush your daily local sports fix four to six i am brett rump along with adam lundy of course the big news and alluded to it today I'm sorry, I just had to listen to the music fade out.
1: DeMar, okay.
0: Jamar <laughs> Hamlin uh, was uh, actually speaking to his teammates this morning yeah. in Buffalo. And, uh, and and that's just huge news. After the kind of week that we've had where we've just been hoping and praying that uh, that the 24-year-old was going to get onto the path of recovery, and it took a couple of days before we started to sense that maybe there was positive news. And then today, we found out that he was able to speak to his teammates.
1: Yeah, got the uh, breathing apparatus removed, able to breathe on his own and speak. And,
0: and we're sitting up.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's really
0: awesome. Um, and so, uh, real good signs from Buffalo after that frightening night on Monday where we all kind of thought we might have just seen someone die in the middle of an NFL game. Mm-hmm. Just just absolutely a, a pit in the stomach. And so, uh, very good news. If you hadn't heard that happened this morning, a chance to get on to uh, a Zoom call and speak to his entire team. Plus, he had some FaceTime calls with a few of his teammates. Yeah. But, uh, certainly, a lot of communication there. Buffalo should be a... Uh, Pretty fired up football team come Sunday when they take on the New England Patriots. Also, we've got high school basketball. Michael McIntyre standing by right now at Northrop High School where the Snyder Panthers visit, the Northrop Bruins. And it's a girls game that starts things off at 6 o'clock and then at about 745 boys basketball after the game presented by indiana physical therapy Woo. make sure you come out to the pine valley pizza hut it's always the perfect post-game destination because you can enjoy pizza pasta wings oh yeah uh great dessert selection oh the cinnabons Ooh, love those you know that new thing they got with all the boxes where you can get all the different oh,
1: where it's like a shelf
0: Oh, yeah, like a shelf. <laughs> you just open each drawer and say, ah. It really is. It's like a shelving unit oh, of pizza. Oh, I love it, man. <laughs> uh, it's like, man, if you a single guy, that's like a whole week's worth of food. Yeah. It's you, just like, oh, what do I want tonight? Let me check yeah, shelf you just, number three. Just put the box in the fridge. I'm and going to then... have a dinner of Cinnabons tonight. <laughs> oh, man, it's delicious. It but really is. You can enjoy uh, pizza at the Pine Valley Pizza Hut or your hometown Pizza Hut restaurant, or you can use the Pizza Hut app and make sure you get some to either pick up or have delicious. After the game, it's perfect Friday night post game destination. Your hometown pizza restaurant.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say. I know we're gonna be at uh, Northrop, so that's why we're going to Pine Valley. But I believe there's also uh, games up at Carroll tonight.
0: Oh, so Carroll can come hang out with you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just slide right oh, down well, Dupont.
0: Everybody, everybody, hang out tonight at the Pine Valley Pizza Hut with Adam Dute and Michael McIntyre on the Parkview Sports Medicine Post Game Show. Scores, highlights, coaches' interviews, and more coming your way tonight. Right here at 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Uh, also tomorrow, Mastodons basketball. i got to prep for that tonight and uh, be ready to go because it's an early start. 1 o'clock tomorrow at the Memorial Coliseum. Hope to see a good crowd out there because it's a very good Milwaukee team that comes in to take on the Mastodons. They are 10-5 and 5 in the year. Mastodons are 11-5. and 5. Milwaukee comes off back-to-back road wins in the Horizon League against Detroit Mercy and Cleveland State. And so a tough Milwaukee Panthers squad to face the Mastodons, the preseason pick, co-pick to win the conference in the Horizon League this year. And the Dons right now, three and two in Horizon League play. We got to take a time out. We'll come back with the wraps on this and turn it over to high school basketball. That happens next on the Sports Rush on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. One way that you know you have reached the bottom of the NFL rung, as the Colts and the Texans have this week, is when your game is called by Spiro, Ditas, and Jay Feely. Because they are the... The bottom of the uh, ladder for the CBS broadcast crews, and uh, they're not even—they don't even have a sideline reporter scheduled to cover Houston, Indianapolis. It is the only NFL game this weekend that does not have a sideline reporter. CBS is like, we're not wasting any more money on this game than we've got to. Uh, Colts, right here on 1380 The Fan on Sunday. Yay! I really can't wait. Bryce. It will be the season finale. So just think, you'll have to wait a long time for football. Don't don't miss it. Soak it in. I gonna, need that tie. It's going to be memorable. It's going to be a tie between the Texans and the Colts. Big thanks to our guests that appear on the show today. Sam King was terrific. First-time guest from the Lafayette Journal and Courier. Also, Kit Sterling, our favorite guest. Always a, a great ad on a Friday edition of the Sports Rush. Hope you enjoy your weekend. We're stepping aside a couple of minutes early so we can get basketball on the air tonight. It is high school basketball presented by Indiana Physical Therapy with the Snyder Panthers visiting the Northrop Bruins. Michael McIntyre has all the action from Northrop coming up in just four minutes. Have a great weekend. Join us on Monday. Another edition of the Sports Rush on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM.